I'm Zim, and you're listening to the Helpful Photographer Podcast in collaboration with New York City Photo Safari. To register for a safari, please visit NewYorkCityPhotoSafari.com. This is the third of a three-part series on macro photography. In the previous two sessions, I talked about some of the more technical aspects of macro photography, but as always, it's not about the camera or any of the equipment or even f-stops and shutter speeds, but the composition. But due to the specialized nature of macro photography, you do need to have some special equipment and you will need to have a bit of technical knowledge, and I covered that in the first two podcasts. But even if you do have a handle on the technical stuff, you still have to pay attention to your composition, because if you don't, you won't have an image. Although composition is a difficult subject to teach via a podcast, I hope these few tips will help you move the ball a little further down the road. The most common mistake I see when it comes to photographing flowers in particular is clutter. Photographers are simply not getting close enough, and in many ways their photograph is what I call greedy. Rather than concentrating on one flower, they photograph the entire garden. The solution to the problem is really quite easy. Just choose a hero. Yeah, choose one flower to be your main subject and let the rest fade into the background. You can do this by literally featuring one flower, or you can create separation with shallow depth of field. You can feature one flower by making sure that your angle is such that the background will just become a field of color, or just drops into black or white. Although it's often helpful to have a contrasting color, you can certainly have similar or even the same color if that color is mostly smooth with little or no texture. You can also have a highly textured background if your main subject is rather smooth. The key is often contrast. In this case, contrast of texture. But of course, smooth on smooth can create some rather amazing minimalist compositions too. You might be wondering how you might be able to drop the background to either black or white when you're shooting outside. Well, the answer is much easier than you think. One way is to simply bring a black or white cloth or even a mat board and put it behind the subject. But an even easier thing to do is to use the environment. If your subject is in the sun, you can choose an angle where the background is in the shade. This way, the background will often drop out to black. But note that you might have to drop your exposure by one or two stops. Otherwise, your flower might blow out. You can also amplify this by using a longer lens and compressing the dark background behind the flower. Conversely, you can create a white background by getting on the ground and shooting up the flower into the bright sky. Not only will this produce a white background, but also give you a very different point of view from which to create a composition. Another great trick is to grossly overexpose your image by two or even three stops. What this does is you're going to get a really nice ethereal feeling out of your image. If none of these options are available, then choose a flower that is suitably far from the others to ensure that the flower will drop out of focus. All of these methods will definitely help you begin to create a hero. But what if you need to show a field of flowers? The fact is that most of the time, even the best gardens can look sparse if you choose the wrong angle. Mostly, if you're shooting down on a bed of flowers, it often seems that there are more leaves than flowers. However, if you get low and shoot across the bed, you'll find that it feels like you have a field of flowers. To that end, you actually don't need that many flowers to create that feeling. But do remember, even in those instances, you might want to consider finding a hero. But as always, I do have to say that there are no rules in composition, only guidelines. Another key element of composition is lighting. You may have everything positioned properly, 
But if your lighting is off, you still won't have a great image. But light composition, it's not something that can easily be explained in a podcast. But again, I can share a few ideas on how to get better light. Very often, direct sunlight is just way too harsh of a light for a beautiful shot. There are a couple of ways around this. The easiest is to throw a shadow over the subject. You can do this with the hand, and if your hand isn't big enough, you can hold a magazine over it. And if that's still not big enough, you'll have to find someone else to cast a shadow for you. Another thing you can do is to soften the light by using a silk. The term refers to the early days of photography, where you would get a frame and stretch a silk cloth over it, and then allow your light to pass through that. By passing the light through a diffuser, like a piece of silk or a translucent piece of paper, the light is completely softened. An easy thing you can do is to take a coat hanger and to bend it into a circle or a square, and then to put a piece of translucent paper or a silk over that. In a lot of ways, this works a lot like putting a shadow over your subject, but because the material is translucent, you're still retaining a lot of the light, which will allow you to keep a fairly high shutter speed. The last option is to bring artificial light. These days, you can buy an LED array that's battery-powered, but the problem is you still have to hold it up with something, and if you're using your hand, it gets really awkward. You can also use flash in the form of a pop-up flash or a speed light that's attached to your hot shoe. But the problem with the last two options is that the light is often very harsh and can be as ugly as direct sunlight. But as with direct sunlight, you can diffuse the light by placing something translucent in front of it. A great way to do this is to adhere a translucent material on a flexible, clear piece of plastic that is anywhere between 8 by 8 to 12 by 12 inches. And what you do is you cut a hole the size of your lens towards the bottom of this piece of plastic, and then you slip that over your lens. And there it sits between your subject and your flash, effectively diffusing your flash. But before you celebrate this novel alternative, you do need to keep in mind that this option can often create a very flat, dull-looking light because it's coming from the front. This may or may not be desirable depending on the subject or the angle at which you're photographing your subject. But don't forget that the purpose of adding light is to allow you to shoot at a much faster shutter speed, eliminating the potential motion issue, which I mentioned in the last podcast. As you can see, shooting macro can get rather complicated rather quickly, but I hope I haven't scared you from getting started. If you're shooting outside, start by shooting in the shade and then go from there. You'll probably get good results and won't need to think about having to add or diffuse light. I hope that was helpful. Until next time, keep on shooting.